Hi, this is James Clary from the Clarification Podcast. We really appreciate you sharing and watching our videos. If you feel so inclined, we could really use your help. You know, we spend hours and sometimes days researching these topics. And as much as we love it, we could really use your support. If you're on Spotify, go to our channel and there's a link where you can donate. Or if you're inclined, go to our website, which is clarification, that's C-L-A-R-Y, vacation.com, and there's a one-time donation button for PayPal. We really appreciate your support. And now, our feature presentation. Hey everybody, it's the Clarification Podcast. I'm your host, James Clary, along with my co-producer, best pal, Russell West. Hey man. Yo, what's going on? How much, man? <laughs> what's going on with you, dude? Getting ready for Florida. Oh, you going to Florida, do as my yeah. buddy used to say? Where are you going? Oh, you tell uh, me. Uh, Clearwater. Clearwater. Yeah. Which is St. Pete, right? Yeah, Tampa area, St. Pete, yeah. yeah that that's the best side of Florida. The Atlantic side. I went to the Atlantic side last year. It kind of sucked. No, you're, you, you're an hour and a half away. You should drive to Boca Grande and just yeah. spend a day there, where I went for 30 years. Pretty nice. Nobody knows. Oh, pretty nice. Fucking <laughs> paradise, dude. Really? Nice. Yeah, I don't Are you into fishing at all? We're going, uh, I'm not really, but we are going deep sea fishing. So, we're going out. And that's cool. I've never know, done it. But what they'll do, they'll take you out on a boat. They'll they'll take you over some structure, which is a reef or a boat. They'll put some bait. They drop it straight down, and you wait for a grouper to bite or a snapper, which is fine. I learned how to fish off the beach. Oh, really? Just totally different cast. technique. No, that's everybody thinks the fish are way out. And I, when I first started, yeah, I wait as far as I can, take this big heavy line, <laughs> yeah. and all I ever caught were these little sharks. And catfish. That's it. Hmm. I finally read some article that, that talked about, like, the snook, which I've caught one literally as big as my leg. I had his nose on my hip and yeah. his tail was on the ground. When you walk into the ocean, you'll notice you walk four feet, whatever, and it steps down. Hmm. And then you come back up. Like a shelf? Yeah. They're called they're troughs. The snook swim in the first trough. They could literally be from me to you, that close sometime. Uh. Walk the beach with polarized glasses, and you can see them. Ooh. You get out, and they swim in one direction. You get out in front of them, throw a live bait out there, boom. It's, and once you get into them, it's yeah. all day long. And then really? the sheep's head will be in the second trough, and only in certain times of year. Uh. The ladyfish might be in the third trough in April, like the snook don't hit the beach, beach till May, so it's there just till uh, July. There's different fish there throughout the year, huh? And Drew and I, because we went at least twice a year, sometimes four times a year for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Drew and I counted, my son, your friend, Drew and I counted one time that we had caught almost 30. It was 28 oh my God. different kinds of fish off the beach. That's wild. And what's so cool about it is... When you get into one, you're going to just sit there and catch them. Like they, they're all because they, right. run, they all run kind of in schools. Yeah, right? they're in schools. So once you find where they're at. So one day we were catching uh, Jack Cravels. It's just a jack, and it's not anything you eat, but they're great fighters. You know, da, 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 da. Yeah. they were all about one and a half, two pounds. And my buddies, like, we catch on them all morning, like two hours in a row. And every five minutes you get a bite. Mm 
and you're bringing a fish. We let him go. He said, let's go to lunch. Or I said, let's go to lunch. He goes, I have one more cast. So I throw it out. And I think, I'm snagged. Because it literally wasn't moving. I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is Boca Grande. There's nothing in the water. You don't get snagged. Right. It's sand. Yeah. It was a 14-pound Jack Crevel. took me 45 minutes to get that. <laughs> I've got the reels and everything if you want to no fit. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. sad. I just put them on Craigslist, and a guy actually called me. Craig, you're still using old Craigslist, huh? Well, yeah. I'd had them on there for months. I even forgot about it. And he said, my son and I are getting into shore fishing. So mm-hmm. if you want to sell those reels, I'll buy them. Nice. Well. <sighs> but you know what, though? I'm not going to say it. Forget it. Just had to do with getting divorced and who had the condo at Florida. Right, uh, right, right. That makes a difference on your shore fishing. Yeah. I'll never forget my youngest when we in, when we sat them down and told them we were getting divorced. My mm-hmm. youngest goes, Mom, does Dad still get to go to Boca Grande? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what a big deal it was in our family. Yeah. It's Those vacations were the best. Yeah, yeah. And fishing with my boys. I've got pictures of me and my mm-hmm. boys out there with our cast net, our poles, and yeah. fish. And Well, happy Father's Day, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank yes you. it is Father's Day. Yeah, I hadn't heard from my rotten kids. It's only eight, it's <laughs> eight. Only eight in the morning. Yeah, I don't even know if time. my daughter knows. <laughs> well, Matt, Matt texted me for my birthday yesterday. My birthday was Friday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always around Father's Day. That's kind of Sometimes nice. it's happy on birthday the same day. day. Well, <laughs> yeah. thank you. This day. So, yes. so we're going to talk today about the FBI. I, there's this general idea among many, and I will say it's primarily among more conservative, right-leaning circles, but people just don't trust the FBI. And it's, I mean, would you agree with that, that there's a general yeah. distrust? Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I'm, I'm looking at this. Do Americans trust the FBI and why it matters? Well, the, the problem is, you know, guys like Sean Hannity used to say, well, yes, you know, we, there's some really bad things. The leaders at the top of the FBI are horrible, but the everyday men and women, you know, are out there protecting Americans. I'm not so convinced that it's the everyday agents aren't just as corrupt as the top because if they if weren't, there'd be whistleblowers everywhere, right? Yeah, you can't have just anybody doing that. It's got to be people you trust, people you know. That's how you get in the FBI. It's you know someone. That's true. You don't just, I mean, they say you can sign up, but I don't know. If you do, you're probably just doing office work. Well, that's true, and protect, like even more so for the CIA, but I think yes, the yes, FBI yes. is similar. I did tell you how my cousin got in the CIA, was approached at a cocktail party. Really? Yeah. Which I'm sure they had vetted him for a while. Oh, they knew exactly who he was, mm-hmm. who his dad was. He w- went to an Ivy League school, went to Yale. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he spoke, he spoke fluent Spanish because he was raised in Mexico. Yeah. Well. And English, of course. So... You know, here's a perfect guy. His stations, he was in Latin America for years. What, uh, what if any, and maybe this would be interesting to, to discuss, what uh, is the difference between the CIA and the FBI? Or is how much difference really Well, is I there? think there's a huge difference. The, I mean, to break it down simply, 
the FBI is responsible for domestic crime, and the CIA is responsible for... The CIA was, well, for overseas foreign. Yes. And they're not supposed to cross... The FBI is not supposed to really do much foreign... But you know, I mean, that's just not true. Even in the yeah. the Russia, Russia, Russia thing, there were FBI agents in Italy meeting with their intel counterparts. Well, and that's sort of what I'm what I'm getting at is is maybe those those lines have been blurred uh, in recent years, or even really since the '60s. I, I, I've just been reading so much lately on on all this FBI and CIA stuff. It's it's interesting just to know the distinction. Between yeah, well, it, you know, and I read something not too long ago that was talking about the original purpose of the CIA, and I wish I had the quote, but it was, the CIA has been founded to gather and provide intelligence for the president in order to assist him in foreign policy decisions. That was the whole purview of the CIA. Now think how far they've gone outside of that with yeah, MK Ultra and <laughs> Iran Contra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh. I mean even Afghanistan. Yeah. Who went into the uh, Afghanistan after the Taliban first? It was all CAA guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're trained in assassinations. There's thousands of political assassinations that the CIA's made. Many have been and economic too. Remember the economic confessions hitman? of economic hitman. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yep. just interesting <clears throat> all this uh, covert stuff. You know, they should just be a police force, correct? The FBI, they're just Basically. an investigate investigatory body for crime, like regular crimes. Well, I was look. You know, I looked that up because I knew it was going to come up. So I was looking at this brief uh, history, and it really started uh, when a guy shot McKinley. We forget that another president, President McKinley, was assassinated. And it was his vice president was Teddy Roosevelt. Correct, yeah. Who took office after McKinley was killed. It was just days into his term, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. really soon. So that's why uh, he, uh, Teddy wasn't elected to a, uh, this first term, but he still served four years. Right. So Teddy... I think he's the one that really started the push for this special yeah. investigatory well, agency. He, he was one of the first people to have a, the police invented the police academy. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Teddy know that. invented that in New York when he was there as like the police commissioner. He wow. said these people are thugs. Like these police officers, are thugs. You need to pass my standards. Wow! And so he set up this thing. Everyone hated him, and he bailed. He would do that. That was his thing. Is he would set up these. These great institutions, and then just leave. So he started the police academy in New York, which required all police officers to go through tr- uh, physical fitness training, um, and then, uh, of course, just your normal kind of understanding of what it is to be a police officer. And then, after everyone hated him, he went off to DC, ha! became like the smart you know, politician. He was great. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like in in the limited reading I've done on the history, anyway, Roosevelt appointed. A guy named Charles Bonaparte. Any relation? Ta- yes. He was actually the grand-nephew of uh, Napoleon. Nice. Yeah. And he was looking into the assassination of McKinley, and he had to borrow Secret Service agents. And he went to Congress and like, why am I having to borrow? Why don't we have a federal agency? That's where the whole thing was hatched uh, for the CIA. And I'm... I'm Scrolling through here, see exactly. Yeah, nineteen is it uh, nineteen nineteen? 
But it was in the early 20th century that the FBI uh, was created. And it really wasn't, I, you know, when it was, it was Truman who signed the uh, National Security Act, that's when a lot of this shit went south, bro. When, when mm-hmm. he basically gave the government the power to hide things from the American people. Well, he started the, he started the CIA. He turned the OSS into, into the, the CIA. CIA. And that was, un, that was part of the mm-hmm. National Security Act that he signed. A lot of people think that, and we're getting off a little bit, but a lot of people think that was in response to the UFO stuff that was going on there. Because remember yeah. Truman, we played that clip yeah, where he yeah, said, yeah. oh, yeah, we, we talk about Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just common. Yeah, we talk about the FBI. No, we don't know what they are, but they're flying around, and yeah, we talk about it. Like, you got to be kidding me. So are you looking up the date they were founded? Yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty interesting... Uh, thing because yeah, it ahead. started because of Al Capone, um, and his his uh, crimes and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, which was been in the twenties. Yeah. So I'll just uh, read this. This is from uh, the FBI's. That's so weird. I'm page. on the same page. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the United States was well united at this border stretching from coast to coast, and only two landlocked states left to uh, officially join the union. And God, why do they have to do all this like? Narrative. Yeah, work. I mean that's why I've been scrolling through the same document forever. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> you won't get. To I saw it. Al Capone's name. I was like, oh, that's cool. No, so anyway, I I don't know the actual date I'll, of the founding. I'll do it, but it's on a different page. This is not a brief. Leave history. it to the this FBI. This is a detailed history, down. right? But so the FBI was known in that early era, particularly in the twenties during Prohibition. They were the crime fighters. Remember the. The old shows in black and white, and they'd bust Al Capone and Creepy Carpus and Ma Barker and John Dillinger. You know, they were portrayed as these, uh, well, what was the the great movie that, uh, wasn't it, um, who's the Field of Dreams? Costner was in. Yes, yeah. Uh, and Sean Connery. No, that was uh, Wasn't few, it Costner? No. Yeah, it was. What was that? Costner movie? and Connery about the FBI, and it yeah, was them. It was Boston uh, Capone. It was all about the Untouchables. I the think. Untouchables. Yeah. That's right. Which is a great movie. My point is, Hollywood has always portrayed them as the most straight and narrow guys, and you know, justice in the American way. What the hell happened? That's where we're going with this show. Yes, is why did the FBI go from this? you know, supposedly, which I think a lot of it was bullshit, patriotic, crime-fighting unit to this agency that nobody in America trusts, mm-hmm. except the very few hardcore leftists who see the FBI's doing their political bidding. Yes. You know? Yes. And they have. And I'm, I'm going to give examples of that. So, real quick, before mm-hmm. we go on to that, I did finally find it. Uh, the creation... the. Before the FBI, it was the BOI, which is the Bureau of Investigations. Pro, no, Bureau that, of Prohibition. Well, that was part of it, but uh, in 1908, before Prohibition, it was called the Bureau of Investigations. That's what started by uh, Attorney General Bonaparte. Mm-hmm. Um, so that became, the following year, 1933, uh, BOI was linked to the Bureau of Prohibition. Oh, I got you. And rechristened the Division of Investigation, investigation DOI, DOI, and then became an independent service within the Department of Justice in 1935. And the same year, its name was officially changed to the Division of Investigation to the 
FBI. Gotcha. And that's where too you get like the G men kind of thing, right? Like the government men it's because government. it was it was they were government police officers that were kind right. of cracking and, down and that, on on, on yeah, or, and they're also called revenueers by the bootleggers yeah. because see it wasn't a state crime. Correct. To sell liquor, it was a federal. It, mm-hmm. You know what they were after? The freaking taxes. Yep. In well, essence, no. this and and uh, uh, what's his name? Rockefeller. Yeah, the whole oil, the oil conspiracy. Yeah. Right. So that was a right. big part of getting rid because of. alcohol was used to run farm equipment, and many automobiles ran on alcohol. Mm-hmm. And Rockefeller didn't, you know, and he's portrayed. I even watched a recent documentary about Bill W., the guy that founded AA. And, I mean, I was in AA for 25 years. I still don't drink. I just don't go to meetings, but mm. really not supposed to. Uh, suppose I just forgot. Sorry. Broke my <laughs> anon- anonymity. But but they talked about in there how when AA was looking for help financially to grow, guess who helped them? Rockefeller. Rockefeller. Yeah. This is a, Now, to tie this in for our audience... Rockefeller had a byproduct of making kerosene, wasn't it, from oil? And the byproduct was called gasoline. It was a waste product that they threw away. Mm-hmm. Well, he said, you know, this stuff does burn. Now, at the time, like I said, all farm equipment, a lot of automobiles were, some were electric and some were, go There ahead. weren't gas stations. You had no. to make that stuff on your own. You could make that with mashed with corn and stuff. You know, no, the alcohol. Yes, to run your farm equipment. Right. There you wasn't an infrastructure still. set up for oil. Exactly. Yet. So Or for so, gasoline. Yeah, right. yeah right. for any of that stuff. So, right. So, so once, Rockefeller also backed the temperance movement. Yes. The ladies during Prohibition mm-hmm. that go in with the axes. It and, was posed as a big moral right. dilemma, a moral crisis for America. Exactly. But it wasn't. It was, it, a, it was so he could sell fucking gasoline. And how else would we have the necessity to build the gas stations and the pipe? lines and the trucking refineries, industry, the refineries, yeah. all that that we have today so that we're all on one right. unit. So, I mean, it has its benefits in that way that we were able to grow because of, of, of the, we're all the on infrastructure. One, yes, the infrastructure, right. we're all on gasoline. So, right. so it's not like you're having a bunch of different things all over and you have to go cross town to get your ethanol when that's your only thing it runs on or whatever. Well, and we talked about a little bit about the guy that wrote that book called Alcohol Can Be a Gas. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed him on 104.1, uh, which we'll talk more about that later. But I interviewed, his last name was Bloom. I think it's Richard. I may have the first name wrong. His last name was Bloom. Alcohol Can Be a Gas. And he was like, Dude, you can convert any car, and this is true today, Russell. You could take your truck and convert it to run on alcohol for $300. Any car can run on alcohol. It burns twice as clean as gasoline. It would do away with this old climate change bullshit. But do you hear people talk? Of course not, because the money's in gasoline. I mean, half there's such a huge market. Not only market, but in like just infrastructure and jobs and but I, livelihood I just want to explain it just a little bit further because people may not understand it. If you were running on alcohol, anybody can build a still. You said it. You can make your own alcohol in mm-hmm. your freaking backyard. And what Bloom proposed, and he actually did this in several communities, he said create community stills. Yeah, wow. And, and you can make it. Now, there are certain products. Like the a higher gas the station. Sugar, right. <laughs> the higher the sugar content in the vegetation you're using to ferment and make the alcohol, 
the uh, more uh, alcohol you'll get out of it. So like sorghum is like one of the best. Beets mm. are really good. But you could literally make it with lawn clippings. Yeah. Think about leaves. I've thought about this often. You know, you drive through the Ozarks in the fall. The amount of leaves, I mean, it's trillions of tons of leaves and lawn debris. That could all be made into alcohol, which could power every car in the United States. Yeah, there's it's we've been lied to to, to say that yeah. gas is the only thing that, that works. Well, didn't we which, say we're going to do a show on the whole? That, remember the guy that, and Rogan talked about this, the guy that made a car that ran on water? Dude, remember I showed I, you that? I the, know, The security right? guard from Buffalo. Yeah. The security guard from Buffalo, he has a whole YouTube channel on how to make a water-powered engine. Right. And, you know, to think the idea, the automobile's been around since, let's call it 1900, roughly, right? Mm -hmm. So 120 years, the idea that that's the best technology we have, I just don't fucking believe it. And so now, of course, there's no, it's electric cars. I just heard a stunning uh, statistic. 83% of the power in a battery for an electric car comes from fossil fuel. 83 I'm surprised it's not 100%. Because yeah, I know. you got to plug it in to make it work. And that well, but I mean, some plant. comes from wind plants and oh, solar. okay. All right. So there's, yeah. yeah, there's 14, no, what is that? 17% comes from wind and solar, renewables. And that depends 83. on where you're at. Right. If you're not within the grid of a, of a well, window. Well, and that's like some batteries are made at wind Plants and that's how they feed. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, the battery itself. The, the battery of the battery, not, not the, car, the cars. The battery. Usage. Okay. Yes. Yes. Eighty-three yes, yes. percent of the energy inside a battery that's used to power electric cars comes from. Not to mention the kids fuels. mining lithium with sticks. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just it's freaking ridiculous. We're getting we off are, yeah, a little bit, but <laughs> the the whole idea on that is that the FBI was created with help from these NGOs like Roosevelt and had to do with the prohibition. And so they, they went from this straight and narrow law enforcement organization to the group we know today that seems completely politically motivated. I mean, just look at some of the recent, and, and I'm going to do a little deeper dive on some specific uh, FBI malfeasance but look at some of the recent arrests made by the fbi they arrested roger stone they came to his house now this roger stone was a political advisor to donald trump huge trump guy they arrested him and the whole russian collusion remember that and cnn just happened to be there no they were tipped off by the fbi hey we're going to arrest roger stone at 5 30 a.m Here's his address. They storm in his house. This is an old man, dude. He's like 83. Mm -hmm. He's not in good health. His wife is very sick. They kick down the door with 20 SWAT people, put him in handcuffs, throw him to the ground. It is such, it's so infuriating to see. They just arrested Peter Navarro. Yeah. The guy who wrote the Navarro port. You leg irons in the airport. Yeah. Trotted him through the airport. Right. Did you see these BLM and Antifa leaders who burned down federal courthouse? Did you see any of them put in leg irons? Never. Mm -mm. Now, some have been arrested. Some have been tried. Most of them, vast majority were humiliated like they were. Most of them have been let off. The only ones that have been charged were the ones that did serious crimes like those two 
uh, Manhattan lawyers that were handing out Molotov cocktails. Yeah. And got caught on video. Sure, yeah, yeah. I don't think they ever even got there. Remember the cop in St. Louis, the black cop that got shot during the BLM riots? I don't oh, think yeah. they ever got those guys. Well, they sure didn't try. If I mean, there was no big manhunt for them. It's just like they solve the crimes that are politically expedient to them. Okay, Project Veritas. This is another one that... Recently, they busted in, the FBI busted in to, to all of these journalists, and these are journalists, whether you like their techniques or not, they're journalists, busted in to uh, James O'Keefe, the founder of Project Veritas House, along with several other journalists with search warrants. Well, you know what they were looking for? They were looking for Ashley Biden's diary. Do they have it? You may not know this story. Somebody came to Project Veritas and claimed to have a copy of President Joe Biden's daughter's diary. Have you not heard about it? I know about the diary. I didn't know that That Veritas Veritas was involved. So Veritas had it. They went through several sources trying to vet it. And they this is what's so infuriating about it. They decided to pass, and they did it for this reason. They couldn't 100% for sure vet it, even though the handwriting looked right. Da, 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 da. So you know what they did? They gave it back to the person or tried to give it back. The guy didn't want They gave it to law enforcement. They said, look, we've been given this. Uh, we don't know if so. We don't know. So we want to give it to law. So they give it to law enforcement, yet the FBI breaks in their house with, once again, 20 SWAT members. Let me see your hands. Let me see. There's video of it. We should pull that up. James O'Keefe, FBI raid. Um, it's it's freaking outrageous, bro. It is so unconscionable. So they did that to, to uh, O'Keefe, the January 6th people. If you were in the Capitol at all, I think they've arrested almost every single person who was ever in the Capitol. Are you looking for that? Uh, Describing the pre-dawn raid, that's kind of a long one, but... uh, All kind of... I'm not seeing... Well, those are them, those ones up there. That's right, we don't have to play it, but... He talks about it a lot. Well, you know, and I mean, I'm glad. At least somebody's out there saying this shit's happening. Navarro's talked about it. Bannon had a great interview after. He was in court the other day, by the way. Really? Yeah. Well, if you remember that laptop thing, he tried to give it to the FBI. And they said, hey, it's whatever. So my guess is they're not making that same mistake twice. Well, Giuliani. Giuliani was arrested. His house was raided. For the laptop. Are they just thugs for whoever the, the they president? Are, no, because they weren't for Trump. But, They're I mean, thugs for the power elite. Interesting. Think they tried to frame Trump. The True. FBI, look, all of those leaks about the Russia, 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 and we might remind people that Trump was accused of colluding with Putin and Russia pre-2016 election to win the election, that somehow the Russians were helping. And remember, after all this shit, they found that somebody would spent like 500 bucks on a Facebook ad from Russia for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. But it turns out that Hillary created 
She hired, uh, what's that law firm that she's so famously involved with? Oh, gosh. I'm going to lose my mind. I'll think of it. But she, you know, the PP document is what they called it. The dossier. It was this document. Uh, Paper. Keep going. No, it was this dossier created by a guy named Steele who was working with the FBI. This guy was an FBI source. He creates this 20-page load of bullshit that said Trump slept in a Moscow hotel in the same room that Obama did and Trump peed on the bed after he screwed prostitutes. That's why it was called the PP document. And that he had done all this stuff. It was totally contrived. The FBI knew it. The FBI leaked it. Comey, who was director of the FBI at the time, leaked all this shit to the press. So no, they don't, to answer your question, they don't work at whoever's in power, work for who's ever in power. They work for the permanent bureaucracy, which is the power brokers in D.C. And it's Chuck Schumer. It's Nancy Pelosi, but it's also Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell on the other side. It's the legacy elite. Yeah, it's the establishment elite that run the swamp in Washington. And they have the intel agencies at their beck and call. I wrote down the quote that Schumer said about, uh, I've got it right here. So Chuck Schumer, who is the Democrat majority party leader in the Senate, right, was interviewed on MSNBC, of course, who else? Rachel Maddow's show. Mm-hmm. And this was when the first Russia stuff was coming out. And Trump flat out said, he said, this is bullshit. This is contrived. I never did this. This is the end. Trump named him. He said, look, this is the FBI and the CIA trying to frame me. Schumer said, and this is a quote, let me tell you, you take the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. And that was Schumer talking about the leaks uh, when Trump had commented on the leaks coming out of the FBI. The FBI did all this shit. They wanted Mm. Trump out. Trump was the first guy to ever use the term deep state. People like me had been using that forever. Sure, sure. And if you even use the term deep state, you were called a conspiracy theorist. Well, we know there's a deep state now. It's who we're talking about. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. And the FBI is a massive deep state actor. So let's get into a few some of the specifics. You know, you might talk a little bit about uh, RFK. Uh, yeah, well, I'm in the middle of this book, and that's... Talk about what do you remember as far as the FBI involvement. Uh, so the FBI and the CIA kind of worked together, and this was my understanding. And they were a big part of... Uh, the LAPD, they it, they were all together. It was the they were all this working. Well, I for will just one. say, whenever there's a local law enforcement agency, if a Fed, they answer to the Feds. That's that's my point. Oh yeah, well, a chief of police in LA is going to answer to the FBI. Bureau you got the chief. big hotshot Hollywood guys coming in, right. like you know, you're the they're the most badass dudes in the world to you. You're law enforcement. It's like cool, yeah. Let's hang out. Let's do something together. You know, you're kind of swayed by their... That's the power of the federal government. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if someone walked up to me 
and puts an FBI badge in my face and start asking me, I'm going to freak out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Even though I have nothing to hide. Do I? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So they were colluding with the LAPD and the RFK, the the assassination of Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just they were they they were kind of the, the hit guys, I think, for the FBI to keep their hands a little more clean. Because Which they do all ceiling the, did the same with, thing in the Dallas, in yeah, the, in yeah, the JFK. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you had these ceiling tiles, you had these moldings that all have bullet holes that were destroyed by the LAPD, removed, removed and destroyed moldings. They ripped moldings off the wall in the in the kitchen in the yeah. pantry of the Ambassador Hotel, ripped it off, and destroyed it without it's ever putting those without ever once putting those as evidence in the Sirhan Sirhan trials. Unbelievable. The ballistics are out of control on that. And all of this was done under the operation of, you know, the intelligence community. So we know now, too, um, so there was RFK. I mean, there's so many incidents that we could talk about. We could talk about Waco when Janet Mm -hmm. Reno under Bill Clinton burned down. Okay, and, and, you know, here's the common thread. Randy Weaver. I, I shouldn't jump ahead like that. So Waco... Was was burned? Their compound was burned down of these so-called right-wing evangelists. Randy Weaver was a survivalist type. He's what we'd call a prepper now, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he had guns. I mean, if you're living, he was living out in the woods. They shot his wife in cold blood, Russell. Right, and no one was ever charged for it. What's the common thread in all of this? Is that they are anti-populist the whole idea of the the federal government answering to the people is what they are against more than anything they don't want to be held accountable they want to be able to do whatever the hell they want and they don't want the people which would mean the the representatives of congress like we interviewed eric burleson i guarantee you he's a guy that is anti-big gov. Well, we know he is from mm-hmm. talking to him, right? Yep, absolutely. So the FBI colludes with politicians for their own meat. You know, and back to Hoover real quick. This is when the real corruption started. Hoover was appointed in 1942. Uh, it was not just rumored. We pretty much know now. Hoover had tapes and conversations of every member of congress he created a file any he had an enemies list anybody he didn't right. like remember this was back too as we fast forward a little bit when we go into the 60s with timothy o'leary and abby hoffman and uh you know these revolutionary guys that wanted to stop the vietnam war all those people were put on a on a uh, an enemies list now it's kind of interesting because those people would be considered from the radical left, like uh, Bill, what was Obama's uh, protege? Bill, he was in the Weather Underground, which was a group that actually bombed, successfully bombed like several banks. And this Bill, oh yeah, Bill guy was charged, sent time in prison. He was Barack Obama's protege. I mean, Glenn Beck did weeks of episodes about this because... I mean, Obama's ties to these ultra-left Marxists, it's just kind of strange how the political football's moved around because Hoover was definitely what you would consider more far-right, fighting against the left. 
now everything shifted that the FBI and its leadership seems to be ultra left fighting against the right. So I think it's kind of interesting that Bill Withers. Um, Bill, I, I couldn't find that. No, it's um, just to, you look up Obama's political protege bill or something like that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. My point is, it's completely switched, and I think the only reason is, look, from Hoover on, who were we fighting? We were fighting the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union was the big enemy. Well, communism is far left. Well, when the Soviet Union collapsed, we had to have a new enemy, and now it's the far right. Everybody that is... Right of center is now painted as what? A white supremacist, a domestic terrorist. I mean, we haven't even talked about the memo that, uh, what is it, Christopher Ray, the DOJ memo about uh, moms and school boards. You remember that story, right? Uh. I mean, the DOJ sends out a memo. Garland denies DOJ labeling parents as domestic terrorists. Yeah, he denied it, but the problem is Still they exist, right? Well, no, they <laughs> sent out, yeah, they sent out a memo. He says right here, I want to be clear the Justice Department supports and defends the First Amendment rights of parents to complain about their education. The problem is this is not what the Mendorim is about, nor does it uh, use the words domestic terrorists. Oh, I hate ad blockers. It's really just ticks me off. Wow. So the DOJ sent out a memo saying that law enforcement need to pay particular attention to these parents that were going to school board meetings because, and that's a whole other thing, but when COVID came out, all these kids had to do online learning. And so parents started listening to what their kids were being taught, and they freaked out yeah, <laughs> because they're teaching this far-left ideology, the critical race theory and the, the queer agenda, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, the FBI is at war with populism. They're at war with anybody that has an opinion that aligns at all with the America First movement. I'll just put it like that. I mean, there's been so... Now, this is where it goes in a little bit to conspiracy theory, but there's been so much evidence. Well, it's not really. I mean, you just talked about the RFK, but there's other events, like 9-11. We know that the FBI was up to their rear end in both the cover-up of the attack and the, the post-attack uh, investigation. I mean, it was an FBI agent that supposedly found the passport. Right. On the sidewalk. The Saudi passport. Yeah, of Mohammed Atta. Yeah. The leader of the Al-Qaeda group that attacked. So everything was, they even said the term vaporized. When these planes hit the building, they were vaporized. That's I mean, why that they didn't recover anything. 
But she they found his passport. To melt steel, but right. the, the, the passport, passport just happened to fly out. I mean, it's so ridiculous on its face that I can't believe people buy this shit. Hell, it's the FBI that immediately after the attacks in 9-11 confiscated every minute of video outside the Pentagon. Yeah. Now, we've talked about it. The Pentagon is the most one of the most secure buildings in the world. Same thing with the Capitol, by the way, which Correct. ties into January 6th. Where's the video evidence that a plane flew into the Pentagon? There is none. And the FBI, to this day, will not release it. Well, Americans should be outraged. What do you mean you won't release it? What are you hiding 20 years later? Well, exactly. Oh, it's national security issues. Bullshit. What's crap? Bullshit. January 6th. Mm-hmm. We now, compared to 2001, the amount of cameras in 2022, I bet it's 100 times greater, the amount of cameras now. You can't go anywhere without being filmed. Yeah. I and mean, the Capitol? Uh, yeah. 14,000 hours of video that they will not turn over, the DOJ and the FBI. What's on that? What's on and that? January 6th, they were also, Christopher Ray and Merrick Garland, just so... People, Merrick Garland's the attorney general. Uh, Christopher Ray's the head of the FBI current. Well, the, the FBI answers to the attorney general, and the, the president appoints the attorney general. That's why in all the Trump stuff, people were so pissed, because Trump's attorney general, when the Russia thing, he, th- he recused himself. And then so Trump hires Bill Barr. Well, what? It's turned out that Bill Barr is another swamp creature. These guys are all elites, but anyway, I digress. So back to, uh, we were talking about the, the video on 9-11 that's never been released. January 6th, Merrick Garland and Christopher Ray were asked directly in congressional hearings, were there FBI agents involved in the January 6th attack? You know what the answer was? No comment. Okay. Isn't it well known? Yes. So. But they won't <laughs> confirm it. Yeah. All right. Like, and okay, January 6th, who was Ray Epps? Ray Epps was the guy caught on video on the 4th, the 5th, telling people, this is what we have to do. We storm the Capitol. Remember that famous video? Someone even yells at him, you're a fed. Right. He's never been arrested. So wouldn't that be considered a failure of their... A bill like intelligence, yeah, like that. They're right down the street, and there weren't eight. They're saying that there weren't agents there. They're denying that they even had agents there. What? Yeah, is that we got the right picture up? No, nothing's up. Oh, that's the bot. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. 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 All right. So yeah, I mean, in all these things, it's either a massive failure of intelligence, Mm -hmm. or they were involved. So you decide. Yeah, well, that's... They're the most well-funded law enforcement agency in the world, and they fuck everything up. It's like the school shooter, the, mm-hmm. the Uvalde. Wasn't an FBI agent that was tipped off 30 minutes before? Uh, it was a marshal. I thought it was a, a marshal. Well, I don't know. Maybe the FBI. I don't know about a tip-off. I know that there were marshals, U.S. marshals on Which scene. are part of the Fed, but... These hoaxes, and I started to go, and I said, as we get into conspiratorial a little bit, but remember... The hallmarks that an event is fake, there's a few. If there's video that goes against the official narrative, you can't find it. 
It's gone. Mm-hmm. It's been deleted from the internet. Right, which is not easy. To right. Do. You if have to have the, pretty the wide-reaching abilities absolutely. to get that done. Well, not so much anymore because they've actually corralled the, the head of Google, the head of Twitter. That's, that's why people are freaking out about Elon Musk. It's not just these leftist Twitter employees that are freaking out. Yeah, it's... It's, it's the it's, intelligence community. Because right now they're at the beck and call. Hell, that that association, the, the disinformation council that Biden was going to start, had already, they've admitted that they meet with the social media heads mm-hmm. about what information is allowed. The other thing you'll notice, if, if an event is fake, there's always any individual that speaks out against the official narrative is ridiculed and censored. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole UFO thing. Anybody that said, oh, UFOs are real, you ridicule. Or right? Alex Jones. You yeah. Know, he's Who? lost Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. Totally. Spoke out against something that he thought found funny and it was. Well, and people are saying funny, now, yeah. Weird. I mean, honestly, there's a huge majority of Americans now that anything they say is true, you think the opposite and you're more likely to be on the truth. Yeah. I mean, it's just so fake now. It's so obvious. I mean, Carlson did a great short piece on the first night or the second night of the January 6th hearings. He said, we're not going to show because this is a clown show. It's a total charade. They won't answer the questions about FBI involvement. One of the biggest things is, uh, in regards to January 6th, do you remember the pipe bomb? Correct. I posted on Facebook the other day, um, has anyone caught the guy who planted the pipe bomb. And kind of explain that. There was the footage. Right. right. Right before Trump was still doing his speech. This was before all these people marched to the Capitol. The rioters. Before they went there, somebody called in that they had planted pipe bombs all around the Capitol. There was a tip. And it's always some, it's funny, they always get some anonymous tip. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're doing that. Pull up a picture of those. What are you looking at over there? You My keep, phone. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> is there something on the wall? Um, there's always, uh, look up the the, peop, the Idaho Patriot front. Get a picture of those guys. But, uh, so when we see these things, that the videos. Oh, been, this, I, I did see this. Yes, that picture right there. Okay, so. If you get video that doesn't support the narrative, it's scribe. Mass media collusion and individuals censored and ridiculed are the hallmarks. This is a recent event. Patriot Front is supposed... Yeah, go back to that one. You just... Patriot Front is supposedly, and I have big air quotes, right-wing, white supremacist, I mean, you can't believe anything right of the leftist orthodoxy or you're a white supremacist. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, 90 million Americans are racist. So these guys are arrested in Idaho for planning to riot at a pride parade. Look at the bullhorn they found. What does it say on there? I believe it says FBI. Yes. Now go back to that other picture. Okay, you notice in this picture that they're all wearing masks. They're wearing sunglasses. Uh, they're wearing gloves. And one of them even has his backpack on. And I saw two interviews with federal officers said, 
No arrest is ever made like that. No person arrested is allowed to keep their backpack on or their face mask. What did these guys do specifically to be put into handcuffs? Like what, they, what happened? What okay, there was happened? an anonymous tip. Okay, there was a pride parade mm-hmm. in this town in Idaho. There was a tip that there's a group of right-wing Nazis that was going to riot and bust up the pride parade. So they pulled it. Once again, they're in a U-Haul van. It's the same thing that happened in Virginia. That group that they arrested that turned out later, we found out that it was the uh, Never Trumpers Lincoln Project. It was their employees dressed up in khaki pants and the shirt, the hat to look like, and carrying torches, literally carrying torches. Right. So these never Trumpers did that. Now, in this case, I think this was a federal operation. My, I'm making the point this is total bullshit. It's fake. You don't arrest people with their backpacks on, and you don't leave their face masks on. It doesn't work that way. The first thing you're going to want to identify who that person is, the hats would be taken off, the sunglasses would be taken off, and the face masks taken off. True. And every policeman I've seen interviewed it said the same thing. They said it's the most ludicrous thing. So there was this tip. They pull over a U-Haul van. It's always a U-Haul van. Why would these white supremacists, right-wing militia people, do the same MO? They always rent a U-Haul van and throw everybody in the back. I mean, it's almost just, it's so dumb to me that anyone believes this shit. I'm going to go to some of these shootings. I think... These shootings, not all of them, but I think some of them are false flag events that I think in some of them people are actually killed and in others people aren't. I mean, let's take the Las Vegas shooting. I want to recommend that everybody watch the video by Mindy Robinson. Um, Let me look it up so I can get the exact title. It's, I think it's route, what was it, route 40 here, I got it pulling up. So it was uh, Mindy Robinson is a lifelong Las Vegas resident. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. Citizens. So it's called Route 91, Uncovering the Cover-Up of the Vegas Mass Shooting. And she is an investigative journalist, lifelong Vegas resident. She actually's called out the sheriff. She was banned. Once again, this follows my little James's dictums of whether it's a hmm. fake event. She was banned from Twitter. She was banned from Facebook. I'm shocked that her video is still up on YouTube. Hmm. And it won't be forever, I guarantee I'm you. Sure, yeah. But she goes point by point. Her video is over two hours, and the stuff she uncovered is just unbelievable. You talked about evidentiary items where they pulled the molding. I mean, that's evidence of a crime. Well, in the, uh, the chain of custody, if you look at the chain of custody in some of the, in that RFK thing, there's lots. There is of, none, right? No, there is. But it goes to the FBI and then returns back to the LAPD. You can see where agents went and got the gun and then returned it. What the ha- And what the hell? That's just crazy. And nobody questions. Siron Siron should not be in jail right now. The Kennedys even say that. Yeah. If you, if you just look at the... the the failing of, of the the court system in that. It, oh, I mean, I know. they just Our didn't bring up. They just didn't, so screwed up. You know, well, it was once again a court appointed attorney. It just this all of this stuff ties together. I mean, our overall theme here is that there there is a cabal of very powerful people, and they're tied to big business, 
including Big Pharma. They're tied to the intelligence community and politicians. And the whole thing together, you can call it the swamp. And it goes globally. You know, Canadian leaders like Trudeau, they're all part of it. And they're all rich as F. You know, I mean, they've all got 15 mansions. So anyway, just a few things on Las Vegas that Mindy pointed out. The timeline was changed three times. The door locks, there's a record when these hotel rooms were the gunman, the paddock guy was supposedly at, and this is talking about the Las Vegas shooting. Mm-hmm. There's a record when the door is locked and unlocked. I mean, it goes into part of their system. The two, And he had adjoining rooms. The two doors were unlocked at the same moment from the inside. If he was the only shooter, how did two doors get unlocked? Well, that leads to the next thing. There were three women registered to that room, and it shows they checked out the next day. And this is all stuff the FBI will not answer any questions about it. Hmm. Think about Las Vegas. You want to talk about security cameras? Oh, yeah. They will not release the video of the entrance to Paddock's room. All you'd have to do is look for two hours to see if anyone else came in or out. There's not a hand being played in that place. Right. That doesn't have a camera on it to see if you're cheating. Well, and same in the hallways, though. All, oh, it's because everywhere. Because they're looking yeah. for burglars, you know. They it might ma- be the most videotaped place in the world. It, More I'm so sure than, the, it than is. any of these other places we talked about And even earlier. the Pentagon, right? Yes. No, yes. I agree totally. So there's no footage of the entrance and exit doors to his hotel room. There's a picture in police evidence. This is still on Las Vegas. In Paddock's room, in one picture... You see the deadbolt engaged, and in the next picture, it's closed. Well, that means somebody in law enforcement touched something. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is all shit. This is based. The, one of the biggest telltale signs that there was a massive cover-up in Las Vegas, it was originally assigned. There were 58 people that died. It was assigned to Las Vegas homicide. Well, it's a homicide, of course. Mm-hmm. They took it away from homicide and gave it to this special investigatory division that was run by a woman whose husband had been forced out of the Las Vegas uh, Sheriff's Department years earlier because he was busted telling a woman she wouldn't get a ticket if he showed her his, uh, showed him her woo-woo. Hmm. Yeah. So he got back into the force and rose through the ranks. So, I mean, the, the idea is that this woman, she never investigated a homicide. Never. Not one. She was somebody that can be controlled. So this Boston Examiner reporter got news of this. They didn't even announce that we're taken away from homicide. This reporter got news of wrote a story, and immediately that woman was taken off the case and transferred somewhere else. And a detective called this reporter the next day and said, I want to know where you got this information, the information that homicide had been pulled from it. They're trying to hide it. Why? There's, I mean, the, the stuff in Vegas, it just goes on and on. There were hundreds of witnesses who claimed that there were multiple shooters. Let's, as a matter of fact, let's play this video real quick. This is a, a video, but it's an audio recording. You can clearly hear more than one gun being fired. To audio examination of the gunfire by a sound editor with 20 plus years experience proving multiple guns were used at the same time. Look at the symmetry. Look at that symmetry. They're in the same place. They just moved up a few feet. 
Shots coming from the same point. One gun here. Here, they're back, maybe 15 feet. You can hear the guns in the background, and you can hear the primary in the background. You... I hope you can. Was there more of that? Nope, it was just a little 30. Yeah, I thought I cut it right there. I mean, it's so obvious there's multiple guns. So all these witnesses, Russell, said they saw guns coming, gunshots coming from multiple locations. There were helicopters flying. They were black, unmarked helicopters with screams fed. Mm -hmm. The FBI will not talk about, nor will the local sheriff. Once again, the FBI is running this investigation. The sheriff's just answering to him. They will Correct. not talk about these helicopters. There were shell casings found in more than one casino. There's the famous video of this uh, Arab-looking guy being rushed through the casino with police all around him. Now, uh, that's in the Tropicana. There was a social media blackout on all this stuff about Las Vegas. And it's just... It kind of it's kind of creepy if you do a search for like Las Vegas on YouTube or Google, you get all these. They're all mainstream media: CBS, ABC. You know, uh, I think it was CBS that actually did a documentary. You know, Anatomy of a Lone Shooter. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing to me that's always smelled about Las Vegas: they've never given us a motive. Paddocks. Hard drive mysteriously disappeared the night of the shooting. They had his hard drive. I mean, it's his hard drive, unless he took it out right before he started shooting, then you've got the timeline with the Campos guy who was the security guard who supposedly got shot in the leg. At, at first, they said he was there at this other time. It turned out they admitted he was there six minutes before the mass shooting started. So the police knew... It, but they, the problem with that is earlier they claimed, oh, we had no idea what room he is in, so we had to search floor by floor. We know that's bullshit because the Campos guy said he's in room 233 or whatever it was. He's right here. Oh, I no. just got shot. Yeah. And, you know, it's just on and on. It is such a BS story. Yeah, one of the biggest, most recent ones that, that actually we got a little justice was the Whitmer kidnapping. True. In true, Michigan. True. Well, what did we find out there? Well, imagine that. We found out that these men charged with plotting to kidnap the Wisconsin's governor, Gretchen Whitmer, that of the, I think it was 10, roughly 10 people charged, 24 in the conspiracy. The other 14 were all FBI informants or agents. And they, most of these agents had horrible records of drug abuse, domestic violence. The first two guys that didn't plead out, because a couple of them pleaded out, you know, to get a lesser sentence, they were acquitted. Why were they acquitted? The jury found that they were entrapped, that it was, in fact, the FBI that hatched this whole plot. It's just like the Idaho arrest. They create this shit. Look, they're trying to paint a narrative. 
And they've said, Biden has said it. What's the greatest threat to America's security right now? It's white supremacy, domestic terrorism. The DOJ puts a memo out that these moms speaking out at school boards are domestic terrorists. I mean, it's so, you could tell I'm worked up. It's so fucking outrageous. It pisses me off to no end. Well, you start to see the, where it all goes and where it's all coming from. Yeah. And you know, the January 6th charade is all part of the same thing. You know, the Ukrainian uh, impeachment, the, all of it, it's all this intelligence, primarily the FBI, the, the, to wrap it up on this, honestly, you know, our good friend John, the economic device, ad, advisor who we have on the show, we may even have him on a, on a show very soon. We will have, actually. But he said to me, he goes, Jimmy, why do you even care about the elections? Because the rhinos, the Republicans are just as bad. And I kind of agree. But if we get the right people, I'm holding out very slim hope that these populist America First candidates, who are winning all over the place, by the way. I mean, a Hispanic woman, Maya Flores, just won in a district in Florida that hadn't been read in 75 years. She just won. So a border towns right on yeah. the border. Yeah. It's Texas, right, or Florida? Texas. Yeah. Texas, okay. Yeah, and I mean, look, the Hispanic population is very conservative. They're about family values. They hate the border invasion, and I'm getting off track. The point is this. If we get the right people in the House, not only will the January 6th committee continue and get to the bottom of it, the FBI and involvement, but honestly, the FBI needs to be, I think it needs to be obliterated. Just like JFK said the CIA needs to be blown in a thousand pieces and thrown to the wind, same thing needs to happen with the FBI. They're totally corrupt. Absolutely. And on that, we'll talk more about them in the future. I promise you that. It's Clarification Podcast. I'm James Clary along with Russell West. We'll see you guys next time. Later.